This is the Awkward Apocalypse, a deconstruction podcast that examines Christian culture against the authority of scripture. I'm Corey Kuhn, and today I want us to talk a little bit more about evangelism and how it's not just about avoiding hell. This is the catchy theme song. This is the catchy theme song. When I reflect back on my Christian life, I notice that I spent a lot of time thinking about hell, talking about hell, and hearing about hell. And a lot of times when evangelistic messages were presented, it was presented more as like a way of not going to hell. And when I think about the idea of heaven, heaven wasn't really discussed as much. Like we, we just kind of never talked about it unless somebody died. Like that was the only time you really heard about heaven is when you talk about how the person died and you're going to be with them again, or they're with Jesus now, or they're in heaven and you're going to see them again one day. And so you kind of only hear about heaven when it's in the context of death. So it's like in the midst of sadness, there is hope. And that's sort of where heaven comes up, but you don't really hear about it as much. I tried to start thinking about why, like, why would we put so much emphasis on hell while ignoring heaven? And one of the psychological answers I came up with was this thing called negativity bias, which is just our sort of natural inclination as human beings to focus on the negative rather than the positive. Like if we look back at a year of our life where something terrible happened, regardless of all the good things that happened, that terrible thing will tend to sort of overshadow all the good things. And so I guess you could kind of apply that to heaven and hell. And even though heaven is like this great and wonderful thing, we tend to focus on hell because it's so scary and terrifying and it's like the negative thing. And that's kind of overshadows the good thing. But I don't think that fully answers the question. Like I I think there's more going on here as to why we focus on hell and why evangelism has become more about not going to hell, like just kind of escaping hell than it is about living a full and purposeful and joyful life and then spending eternity with Jesus. Like I just, I don't hear that as much. And growing up, that was sort of the evangelistic message that I was sort of taught to share with other people, go rescue people from hell, go save people from hell. It wasn't really about anything positive. It was more about the negative. And unfortunately, I think this kind of begins to distort our understanding of what the gospel is about. And I think it distorts our understanding of what the Christian life is about, what the purposes of the Christian life. And in turn, that distorts how we engage in evangelism. Because when you think about the Christian life this way, when the Christian life simply becomes about not going to hell, that changes the way that you evangelize people. It becomes more of like a rescue mission. And you can understand why ministries and why churches start to focus on numbers because you bring people in, you share the gospel with them. And then once they pray a prayer, you know, do whatever the salvation thing is in your church culture then they're safe. They're in, they're good. And then you got to go focus on more people because yeah, Christian growth is important. Discipleship is important. But when people are going to hell, that kind of overshadows literally everything else, right? Like if people are going to hell, that is way more important than just kind of teaching someone about Jesus when they're already saved or I I don't know. It's, It's just like, how can anything be important when people are going to hell forever? And I think that's that's kind of the battle cry of a lot of mission agencies and a lot of ministries is think of all the people who are going to hell. And so the evangelistic message becomes more about rescuing people from hell, like focusing on the negative rather than it is about bringing people into the kingdom of God. And I think those are two different things. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Like I don't think those are opposed. I think not going to hell is a part of the evangelistic message, which I'll get into in a second. But I I think that it's important that we focus on the good as well and not let the bad overshadow the good. I remember hearing a story about one missionary who, when he would try to recruit people to go on mission endeavors with him, he would take a metronome and he would put it at the front, like on the podium with him. And he would start it at the beginning of his talk. And then he would say, every time that thing clicks, statistically, someone dies 
And in all likelihood, that person had never heard of Jesus and they went to hell. And so as he's talking, that thing is just sitting there ticking and you feel like that burden weighing on you of all these people who are going to hell. And so that was kind of the call to missions. That was kind of the call to evangelism was think of all the people who are going to hell. And so when you look at the Christian life that way, basically, if you're a Christian, you have this massive burden weighing on your soul day and night of all these people who are going to hell. And it's your responsibility to go rescue them, to go save them, to go get the word of Jesus out, to get the gospel message out so that they can be rescued from hell so that they won't burn alive in hell forever. And I think there's a few weird things about that. Like, I don't think it's entirely wrong. Like, that's not the point of this podcast is I'm not saying that it's entirely wrong to have that perspective. But what I am saying is that it's kind of weird. And here's why. First, the Bible doesn't really talk like that. The Bible doesn't really emphasize rescuing people from hell the way that our Christian culture does. Like you don't really hear the disciples or Jesus or Paul talking much about all the people who are going to hell and then how we can rescue them and save them. Like, yeah, they do rejoice when people are saved, but it's not so much grounded in the fact that they're no longer going to hell like that. I just don't think that's a prominent theme that we see in the new Testament. Now they do use the language of saved. And then I guess the question would be saved from what, and you know, part of what you're saved from is going to hell forever. Like that is part of the gospel message, but it seemed like there was more joy into what they were coming into rather than what they were leaving is, is sort of the impression I get when I'm reading the new Testament. The second weird thing is the gospel is good news. Like that's what the word gospel means is it means the good news. And I think the good news is more than not going to hell. So I guess for me, that would be like, going up to someone, informing them that they have terminal cancer, but then immediately telling them that you have the cure for their cancer. So it's like this thing that they weren't really even aware of that's a huge danger to their lives is now this imminent threat, but you have the immediate cure for it. So now they're no longer dealing with that threat. And so it's like their life just keeps going as it was before. And so it's not really good news. It's just like bad news and then good news to trump the bad news immediately. And I don't think that's really at the core of what the gospel message is about. I think there's a lot more good news than bad news. But in that case, the good news is only good because the bad news is bad. Like the the bad news is kind of the emphasis, but then the good news is you don't have to deal with the bad news. And I just think it's so much more than that. Like biblically, I think it's way more than that. The third thing that I notice about this style of evangelism is that it's kind of inherently works-based. If your message is how not to go to hell, then you have to do something to avoid going to hell. If you're out to rescue people, then it kind of becomes this thing that you do. Even if that thing that you do is placing your faith in Jesus, it's it becomes like praying a prayer or committing your life to Jesus or asking forgiveness of sins. There, there's always like a command to do something in response to the bad news. The bad news is you're going to hell, but there's something you can do about it. And so this form of evangelism looks to the person who's being evangelized to take some sort of action, to make some sort of commitment, to pray some sort of prayer. And then if they perform that action, if they come forward to the altar, if they raise their hand, then they're saved. And that's still kind of weirdly works-based. It's not like you're doing good deeds, but there is still a good deed that you do in order to receive salvation. And if you refuse to do the good deed, then you're not saved. And so I, I think that true evangelism, I think that the true gospel is more about committing your life to Jesus. And when you commit your life to Jesus, it's about becoming a new person and becoming a new person is about the Holy Spirit entering your heart and changing you from the inside. And I just don't think that's something that you do. And this third point for me is really more of a theological difference. Like I, I come from more of a reformed background. So I don't believe that being saved is something that you do because I think that then it 
does actually become works-based. And I think Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 teach against that. But a lot of Christians who love Jesus and agree with me about a lot would disagree with me about this point. But I do think it's worth thinking about because what I found being reformed is that evangelism is really difficult to reconcile. The way I've been taught to do evangelism is actually really difficult to reconcile with reformed faith. Like whenever I hear evangelistic messages and I was kind of taught to evangelize this way is by telling people Jesus died for you. Well, in Reformed theology, that's not true. Jesus died for the elect. So maybe this is more of a nitpicky point, and there are Christians who would disagree with me on this, but I think that if not going to hell is the focus, there is something that people do in order to not go to hell, in order to be safe and secure. But still, I think that this form of evangelism, if it's more about not going to hell, it kind of becomes about what you do to not go to hell. It's more about safety and security than it is about falling in love with God. And so I think that emphasis on the negative necessitates doing something to avoid the negative. And so I think the temptation is for it to be more works-based if that's the case. And I think that if the way that we're evangelizing is to just try to keep people from going to hell, if we're just trying to rescue people from hell, I would argue that a lot of the people who are evangelized are not really Christians. Because being a Christian is defined positively about what you love and what you live for. It's not defined by what you don't want to be or where you don't want to go, i.e. hell. I mean, look, if you go to someone and you tell them about hell and you describe it as this fiery lake where you burn forever for all of eternity and it's the worst pain you could ever imagine and it never ends and it never stops and it goes on and on for infinity, nobody wants to go there. I mean, if you go up to someone and say, hey, you're going to hell and this is what hell's like, but you can pray this prayer real quick and not go to hell. I mean, even if you don't really know who Jesus is or don't really love God or anything, you don't really have any intention of changing your life. I mean, maybe you'll pray that prayer just in case, right? Like you'll confess your sins just in case. But being a Christian is so much more than that. And so I would argue that a lot of these people who are evangelized and they commit to praying the prayer or they come forward for the altar call, like I would argue that a lot of those people aren't actually saved and assuring them that they are saved is actually destructive. Like that actually does a lot of damage because they go through life thinking they're a Christian and thinking that they're saved when they're not. And I think that brings us to what I would consider the most foundational question of evangelism. And that is, what is the gospel? Because if the gospel is not just about avoiding hell, what is it about? I've already said that I don't think the gospel should just be in terms of what it's not, not going to hell, but I think it should be portrayed in terms of what it is. See, I think a lot of times we oversimplify the gospel into like easy steps. You were a sinner. Jesus died for you, lived a perfect life, and now you can be forgiven of your sins. Like all those things are core tenets of the gospel, but I think it's way more than that. I think the gospel is really dripping from every page of scripture. I think the gospel is not just about being saved from hell, and it's not just about Jesus dying for our sins. It's, it's a lot more than that. The gospel has to do with an entire redefinition of what it means to live. The gospel has to do with what it means to be human. It, it's, it's a redemption of all creation. It's a redemption of literally everything that's broken. The good news is that this world is broken. We are broken. We are sinful. And Jesus came to make everything right. And that's more of a complicated message because when you start unpacking what that actually means, it kind of encapsulates all of life. And I think if we're presenting the gospel as simply not going to hell, we're missing so much of what makes the Christian life beautiful. And the temptation is often to portray hell as just a place of physical torment. But I think we really have to get into the question, what is hell? Like what actually is hell and what actually is heaven? 
Well, I think the key is we need to stop seeing heaven and hell through our own selfish terms. Because a lot of times when we think about hell, we think about us. We think about how painful it will be for us. And then when we think about heaven, we think of how great it will be for us. And for a lot of us, I think heaven is just sort of this place where we live forever and we get to be reunited with all of our friends and family and we're just happy. And it's kind of this vague place of eternity. And we don't really, honestly, I don't think a lot of people think about it that much. Like I don't really hear it in conversations very much. And I think that really does a big disservice to the Christian life because I think a lot of us live for this life and we kind of forget that there's another one. And so we tend to see heaven and hell in terms of me, what it will be like for me. And I think we forget that the point of heaven and hell is God. Hell is ultimately a place for those who do not love God and do not want to be with God. And heaven is a place for those who want to be with God because God is the source of everything that is beautiful, everything that is good. He is the source of love and he's the source of eternal joy. So if you love God, then you get to be with God. But if you don't love God, why in the world would you want to go to heaven? See, a lot of people love the things of God, but they don't love God. And I think that's really what the evangelistic message needs to at least incorporate into it is that being a Christian is about loving God. And when we love God, we want to dwell with him forever. And heaven is the place where we dwell with God forever. I mean, if you look at Revelation 21, that's kind of the point of heaven, the new heavens and new earth, when Jesus comes back and makes all things new and restores creation. The whole point of that passage really is God will dwell with his people and he will be their God. And then from that flows all the good things that we want heaven to be. No more death, no more crying, no more sickness, no more tears. That's kind of the point of the gospel is that we get to be with God. That's kind of the whole story of the Bible is it's God coming to us. And then at the end of time, we get to dwell with God forever, but it's all about him and it's all about his glory. That's the point. And then goodness flows from that. If we only focus on ourselves and what we want for ourselves, that's not really what heaven is about. It's first about being with God. And then the goodness that we all desire flows from that. And then conversely, hell is the opposite of that. Hell is the place where God will not dwell. It is the presence only of his wrath, not of his goodness, not of his mercy, not of his grace or his love or his beauty. It is the opposite of heaven in that sense. But those who do not live for God, those who do not love God, don't want to have anything to do with God in heaven because that's not their God. So it makes no sense for someone to call themselves a Christian if they don't follow God and if their lives are not committed to God. So yes, the descriptions of hell that the Bible gives and that we sometimes use in our evangelistic efforts are terrible and nobody would want to go there. Like if I come to you right now and I say, Hey, there's this room over here and I'm just going to torture you for eternity. Like no one would want that. But I think what we really have to focus on is do you love God? And I think that sort of needs to be the central focus of our evangelistic efforts. I think we need to show people how beautiful God is in the hopes that they will fall in love with him and not just try to absolutely terrify them with the idea of hell, because that's not love. Trusting in God so that you don't go to hell is not love. You just want God for what he offers you safety and security from burning in hell forever. That's not a real authentic Christian love. A real authentic Christian love focuses on what is good, not only what you don't want. And so if evangelism is just about scaring people with the idea of hell and hopes that they'll believe and trust in God, I don't think that's going to be very effective. And I don't think that's very biblical. I think that evangelism is more accurately helping people see how beautiful God is in hopes that they'll fall in love with him so that they can dwell with him for eternity and be with him and then experience eternal and everlasting joy. If you'd like to support me, just reach out and let me know you're listening. That's it. 
If you're watching this on YouTube, consider liking this video and subscribing to my channel. Oh, I hate saying that. I really hate saying that because everybody says that, but it's true. It helps. If you're listening on a podcast streaming app, just consider leaving me a review. If you'd like to learn more about the work that we do in Liberia, just visit standingsidebyside.org. Or if you'd like to make a donation, just Venmo at standing side by side. That's one word. Thank you so much for listening. Keep the faith.